Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. We are back after a week off. Uh, delighted to be here once more with Chris Madison. I'm Dougie Rankin. And today we've got a variety of topics to talk about. Uh, we've got a spot of industry news for those of you who like that sort of thing. Morning, Russ. Random stuff as well. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Hi. Okay. Let's talk about wagons. Grand. <clears throat> yeah, so kicking things off on the truck front, I had a meeting with my boss on Friday on teams about convoy in the park and we're still like mm. where's the guidance the government's offered no guidance mm. for like uh, large scale outdoor events or something that says you're not allowed any gatherings of over 30 people but it's like in, indoors and there's, you see there's, truck fest this week yeah truck fest are saying they're going ahead with it they're saying that it mm. adheres to all social distancing guidelines mm. and we can't find anything to confirm that that's definitely the case but of course the government's not issued any guidance on this in the same way they didn't issue any guidance to truck stops regarding the yeah. cleaning and the virus at the start. As far as they're aware, you know, truck shows, car shows aren't a thing that exists. So we're like, well, we're talking this week and we're going to come out and say, well, we're going to have all these cleaning regimes in place. We might, is it, can we only sell it the number of tickets? We're desperately trying to find out definite. Yeah. Because at the moment, it's just going to be like, uh, by the way, we intend to hold a massive truck show, and you haven't told us we specifically can't. So I was like, hmm, do, what do we, um, what do we do? So it's still on. We're just waiting to see because things keep changing from week to, from week to week. And we honestly, don't, we've tried to find some specific Ooh. guidance on it, and we can't find it anywhere. Now, having a load of trucks sitting in a field and having a load of people coming in and walking in and out, and if, if you've got like your, your, a, a thorough cleaning regime of the facilities and perhaps some extra yeah. toilet facilities on site, what's the problem with any of that? I can't see a problem. There are no problems at all with convoy, how that's set up. It's, it's social distancing anyway. The way it's so, set out, it's linear. Yeah, it's so you know, spread mile. out, you know. You um, walk a mile from trucks to pit you know, you might, you might not. You're not going to have the same scope of entertainment and things, but it doesn't matter. You've got trucks. Mm. You've got shiny show trucks in a field, and you've got trucks racing around a racetrack, and that's right. all that you need. So we're just trying to find out some definite, <laughs> definite yeah. guidance on it because the only thing. The only two I, things that matter down mm. there, I would have thought, to this lot, if they look at it sensibly and um, with an open mind, is that tunnel. Mm. From one side to other to get up to race. Yeah, you're going to have somebody at either side letting a certain amount of people in one way or the yeah. other. And that bar, you know, we we all ended up inside in bar last year because your bar blew away and all that. Yes. Yeah. And that was packed, so that wouldn't be a goer. So if mm. it blows away this year at 10, it'll have to stay blown away, won't it? And we'll have to, have to go to bed at half past eight. Well, it, could lie, teddy bears. But apart from that, that place is brilliant. I mean, I know I sound a bit toilet obsessed. It's a bit third week I've raved on about your toilet facilities at Convoy, but they are brilliant, absolutely mega. I've never known a show with toilets yeah. like that. Even Assen, and they have people sitting outside, sunbathing, waiting to go in and mop everything every time anybody goes in anywhere before virus mm-hmm. kicked off. But yours last year. The minute I burst out out of that shower, there's a chap in there, wallop, spraying, wiping, mopping. Excellent. Excellent. And I'm, I'm used to the old style trucks, you know, truck shows where you've got to wear waders to go in to get a wash in the morning and, oh, mm-hmm. Jesus. Exactly. Ah. So that's that's where we are with it at the moment. Just desperately trying to seek a definite, you know. I sort of wanted to point out, I'll just go and tag a load of government ministers and say, we're intending to have a massive truck show. If you've got any problems just leave with massive out. Yeah, we're intending to have a truck show, yeah. Uh, but if you've got any the problems with this, Scottish, uh, you can get that in. if you're intending to complain about it, because it, lo- it looks like it, it would be 
acceptable to go and, and go and do it. It's not the same as in a football stadium where everybody's like on top of each other and it's the same with rock concerts and things. Or, That's an orgy. Or, Ch- or Cheltenham, you know, when everybody was like <laughs> yeah. shoved in together. And the same point is where, you know, you can have hand sanitizer stations at all food points and things. So mm. expect more updates on that next week. The only can, the only thing I would say is if you're hold, holding back on this, there's a full money back guarantee on any of that if you did book it, so... Oh, no, that, nah. because, I mean, there is, there's a lot of stuff, honestly. Truckfest Peterborough is going to go ahead the week after, and then you've got our events in October, and I was really surprised. Truckfest Scotland got moved to the middle of October, um, and people were like, oh, this is terrible, why have they done that? And I said, well, one, there is absolutely no danger the Scottish government's going to let you do this in a month's time, and two... If you remember Truckfest Scotland, you'll remember every year in August the weather was always beautiful. It was always hot sunshine and there were never any weekends where it was a washout with torrential rain and ice-cold gale-force winds. Uh, no. So, moving it to the middle of October, the weather could the weather could be... Uh, it could be cold and it could be wet, but equally it could be perfectly pleasant. And I think having it in October is far better than not having it at all. Uh, one of these things that people get bizarrely angered about. And we've got Convoy Wales at Pembrey, which actually, some of these October events could be, mm. I mean, before it would have been a footnote to the end of the season, but now, you know, this could be this could be quite a big deal. I'm getting quite... There's that bigger brand's arch, isn't there, every year as well? Uh, yeah, for the tr- yeah, that's for the truck racing, yeah. Quite a lot of people go down for that. Yeah. Like Scott Porter and yeah, li- um, uh, Richardson's and all that crew go from up Yeah, here. they limited it to 100 trucks last year, so you could only have 100 trucks mm. in show. But it, there were thousands and thousands. That would be something which uh, there was thousands of people coming in for that. It was really busy, which could be. I mean, that's that far off down the line. You could have a bloody vaccine by then or something. Might, the virus might have died out. So we could yeah, have some yeah, yeah. pivotal stuff. There are positive things. There are things to look. There are things to look forward to going forward. I'm looking forward to going to work tomorrow to use my silly steering wheel for the first time. Did I call that a silly steering wheel? Clearly, I must have. I don't remember. <laughs> you blamed Ben. Fortnight since it was on the on the headlines for the podcast. It says did I did I actually Madison, say it was a Madison silly? I'm gonna, silly. So I'm gonna have to I rang you and I said, to... "What's this about my silly steering wheel, you bastard?" And you said, "That was Ben. That was Ben. Ben called it a silly steering wheel." Mm. I don't remember actually saying that. Clearly, I must have. <laughs> well, it's right. It is a silly steering wheel. It's the sort of thing you buy at night when you're pissed on um, on the internet. Funny that because um, I might have been a little bit smashed when I bought that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, for the price of a family holiday to Camber Sands, I bought it, and it's uh, it's finally gone on after I ruined the threads on the adapter boss last weekend, so we've uh, had to cut some new threads and I'm much buggering about, but it, it's finally on. You've managed it. I look forward to not being able to reverse tomorrow, because it's too big, and I doubly look forward to having a slice rubbed out the front of all my t-shirts where it touches my beer belly yeah that's well that let's that is not a, it's not a sensible steering wheel it's new it's new it it, it looked nice on a david brown 990 or a, and I, a 1976 duple coach yeah i think but um i could just go full barton spec now and get danish plush everywhere i do like i do like a bit of danish plush yeah, but you like old old motors, so you like coaches. Plainly, you've had some good times on on coaches. Yeah. I imagine. I, I, I do actually like like some of that that carpet, and that would be good. I've got um, mm. I've and further forward news. I picked it. I finally picked up the front brake discs and hubs for my Alpha that I bought last October, and then forgot about. Oh, he remembered you did it. Yeah, he remembered. He texted me. He says, "You still want these?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." So I picked them up on my way back on my way back from Germany. 
I've stopped off and uh, I've, they're now sitting in the back of my Vectra, which is um, sitting where it's arse on the ground. So I've got those front... Do you need another one? What, another Vectra? No, another built-up hub disc exciter ring. I like no. the place I went yesterday for all those parts for um, mm-hmm. for mine. It got one sitting on a pallet, brand new. So don't want that, do you? So I've just done. I've just done for. Depends how much he wants. Depends how much he wants for it. Mine, I've, I've done the back ones. These are for my two steer axle, and then there's the, mm. the midlift ones, which I don't know what they're like. My plan is now that the MOT testing's starting again, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I think I'll put the truck. <laughs> yeah. down, I think I'll just put the truck down to Davy Sibold. I was speaking to Robin Johnson as well, who owns an ERF EC14. is a really good mechanic. Uh, works for Armstrong's, but was subcontracted to Taylor Morrison up at Carnwath, who are big Foden oh. users. And I was trying. Robin's been furloughed, so I've been trying to convince him to come up and do the top end set on my engine, just for yeah. something to do. We'll do like a video and an, an article on it and and things. Aye. But I would like to get that done and get it in for an MOT. I'm especially tempted to get it taxed now. The road u- the road user levy has been um, reduced. I tell you what, I can probably. Guarantee that Ian and that top set for years because he's brought that remaining one over to us. Mm-hmm. That automatic Astronic one, he brought it to us for Jim Lyons, mm-hmm. the top set one Saturday, and he left it. And Jim did it, and the tolerances in jailbreak and injected and, and backlash mm-hmm. about you know talking in terms of meters, not mm-hmm. not millimeters. And it went back, and he says it's like it's like another 30, 40 horsepower. Yeah. Yours will be amazingly out of cog. Mm, so. I do wonder because um, you do get a good blast of smoke when you pull the Jake on, and somebody was adamant. Yeah, get a top set. Somebody was adamant that they didn't want to do that, but Robin had sent me. He was sending me pictures of one of his projects. He's got an Alpha four by two, four fifty cat day cab. Mm. So you can imagine what that's like when it's not got a trailer or anything on it, but it's just a tractor unit. That's like sort of a racing truck. <laughs> Aye, some bust that. Aye. Well, what we're going to do as well, there's, there's not going to be a European Truck of the Year this year, I don't think, for 2020. So what we're go- what we're going to do is we're going to right one of the greatest wrongs in the history of the truck industry, and we're going to make the 2002 Ford and Alpha the 2020 European Truck of the Year. <laughs> we're ju- we're, it probably is in real terms. We're just we're just going to swap the zero and the two around, and I'm going I'm just going to go. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and do it, and they'll be like, you, they'll be like, you cannot do this, and I'm like, well, I have. You know, just they, did. Haven't come. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just did. Just did. What you're going to do? Mm. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, Beth, mm. truck of the year. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll need to get my brake discs on it and get it in for an MOT and see if I can possibly do something with oh. it for later in the year. Of course, there's this MOT testing thing coming up, which is obviously affecting affecting you. What's the situation with MOTs? The situation for me now has just got interesting because <clears throat> I got the uh, email from RHA of the day about explaining the intricacies of the restart and who's to test when and why and up and down. Anyway, the upshot is, because I was due to be tested in April and wasn't, I get a double exemption, which means... I have an exemption to end of July, and then I've got an exemption to end of October. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to test this till end of October. But if you've been out of testing May, you've got till end of August. It's really it's like a Monty Python. Yeah, you've got to watch that because if you yeah because mm-hmm. if you if you get your test done a couple of days later, then you don't get the second three month extension. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought they would have just done it on a rolling basis until they cleared the backlog. Mm-hmm. But no, so, there's still this. When I had, nobody knows what's happened with the ATF lanes either. As far as I'm aware, we're still waiting to 
waiting to find out what's going to happen. DVS are uh, currently going around all their uh, approved testing lanes and they are checking them for COVID security. That's what they're on with at the minute. That's this week's little pretend job. So they're you know, landing at Mallinson's and landing at HRBS. Now, how long have they had to do this? They've had how many months? But they've been busy hiding behind the city, haven't they? Drawing the wages, that's, mm. that's an entirely different issue. Now it looks like they're going to have to get back to work. They're just having a <gasps> clipboards out, let's be on. So um, that's what they're doing. They're checking the biosecurity setup of their ATFs. But my man can't get a, a definitive answer still from his local test centre that he uses regularly. So he's going to let me know when they let him know. And that was state of play at the end of last week. But like I said, it was... Cl- as clear as mud until about Wednesday when RHA emailed me with a list of who's to test when and where and why and the rest mm-hmm. of it. So I uh, I might squeeze a bit more out of those back tyres now, knowing I've got to October. Ah, I've just had me uh, <clears throat> shooting off on a bit of a tangent because she's been running at 54 for as long as I've had her and it's dreadful. Yeah, and I, I, I mentioned that. It was like you get it done at parties mm. or something. Well, I took her in for a recal at a place and... Um, even on these tyres that are like Formula 1 slicks, she's now doing 55, fluttering onto 56. Oh, when you get those new tyres tires on, that's you sorted, mm. that's all you'll need. Mm. Perfect. I shall bob on a bit, won't she? But uh, K numbers are spot on, so there's nothing... You know, this guy was straight up and down. He says, your last calibration, which was a main dealer, told me a right lot of cobblers by all accounts. He says, I can't set the speed... I he says, I have a set of parameters on this computer between 85 and 90k, and it's like a, you know, pulling a one-armed bandit. Yeah. He says, I, I press go, and it settles where it settles, and that's what you get. So I thought, balls. Anyway, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything, so that's where we've been for mm-hmm. five years. I took it to this bloke, and I told him that story, and he looked at me shaking his head, and he went, what a load of mm. absolute knackers. Anyway. I've managed to get another mile an hour out of her on on, on these ball tyres, so um, I'm happy. No, that does make a difference. No, that's good. You, you know, don't. It makes, uh, it makes a hell of a difference. It makes right? ten miles difference over day, even now, which I think it, is the difference between running out of time at Weatherby or not. I think it makes it more relaxing sure. to drive as well because you're not getting embroiled mm. with taking ages to overtake mm. all the yeah. fifty-four mile, fifty-three point eight mile an hour guys that, that aren't backing off and and things. It makes it a lot yeah. lot easier. That was um, yeah, mine was doing. Mine was tough. Well, mine, I think mine was a bit more complicated because of that caterpillar um, set up with it. But yeah, once I got mine done and set to 56 and then got the new tyres on it, that was that. Was that. I really yeah. should get that out and do and do something with it. Mm. I'm not feeling the love of going and giving anybody 1,500 quid for rubber at the moment, but I suppose I'd better do. But it'll go like hell with those on. Because these tyres worn perfectly. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. There's been no tread come off them. There's been no centre wear. They've worn right across the board. They're brilliant. I could cut these, and um, I, I think I'd get another three months out of them. They've been fantastic. Best tyres I've ever had, in fact. And the cheapest, I think. But oh. I'm going to get some more banged on. Two know. years, four months they've done these at 44 tonne without any issues whatsoever. I wonder who their PR agency is. Get a bit of discount on it for a bit of publicity for saying how great the time is. I didn't were. name them, though. I, mm. you know, I was careful there not to name them. Did you notice that? Well, you've named them before on the podcast. Yeah, but... We're not, know, we're, not, on about. we're not sponsored by... You don't think anybody listens to this, do you? <laughs> I, get more, I get more feedback from this than I do the magazine at the moment. Well, I'm not surprised, because your distribution oh, needs a kick in the ass. I'm a bit concerned about it. I would like to say to anybody I'm on with it. 
please, if you've got any issues, please get in, get in touch um, and don't flip out and uh, complain like, man, it's not my fault. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't personally I post don't them. Get, <laughs> I just want to make it clear, I don't get anything from this. I don't get paid. I don't get any backhanders apart from sandwiches now and again. And he has massaged my aching back once or twice when we've been at shows. But... Um, you really ought to subscribe. It's a no-brainer. Subscriptions as cheap as a bag of chips, really. But then you don't have the hassle of buying it. It yeah. comes through your door and it's at the side of your toilet, so it's yes. just where you want it. You know, get a subscription banged in, and it comes. I mean, I'm a subscribing freak. I've got Farmers Guardian, Farmers Weekly, this. I've got Practical Caravaner. I've got that one as well. Um, and it all just arrives, and it's all cheap, and it comes, and it's um, and it, and then it's there to light the wood burner with as well. So it's recycling; it's fantastic. Probably, You're doing yeah. a bit for environment. Ah, yeah. well, the, the, get subscribed, yeah. you tire buggers. The new one came out yesterday, which is good. With came. The, yeah, I got mine on Saturday as well. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping mm. things are are back to normal with things now. I've got a little a little bit of backlog of hopefully just clearing with a bit of a blip. But the subscription, you get three issues free on the subscription model. That, that one came out. I've got 16 extra pages in the next one, which I've mentioned before. Um, right. I do it with some retro truck stuff without being at the expense of any of the sort of new exciting stuff either. There's a show I'm looking forward to. What show? Retro, Gaiden. Best show at year. Is it Brilliant. still on? Yeah, yeah, it's still on, September. Yeah, there's been no... Um there's been no negatives for Mr. Herbert. We're still good to go for that. Well, that would be one you could easily have on. You sort of. Anyway, it's not... the way that everyone's spaced out in there, you know, even if the museum wasn't open, you would still be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Find a good. Find... It's a great show. I've avoided it for years because it's a long way, you know, to just tootle down there, uh, bobtail for a, a weekend. It's a, it's a long way for us, but I went last year. I gave in, and it was brill. Absolutely brill. It was, I like Despite the fact I had you next to me all weekend. That did work out well. I got the video done for that as well. I'd have liked to done more of those videos at the shows this year, uh, but of course there yeah. have been no shows, so that's, that's uh, not in the cards at the moment. Next thing that's coming up, because we were talking about DAFs as well for the last couple of weeks, and... We have now, this is a definite, I have, and they changed it because I was supposed to be getting a DAF CF 480 space cab, but that's been kicked off the fleet. I think somebody's bought it, um, and DAF will be, they'll be in the process of updating their demonstrator fleet, which is obviously going to be delayed because of everything that's been going on. Uh, but I've now got an XF space cab 480 midlift, so that's what I've, I've got that. I'm picking that up on Friday the 10th of July. Um, it's going to Oliver's and I'm going to drive it for them so I'll go down to Hexham and I'm hoping I'm hoping that they've maybe just got a load to go back to Scotland I might be lucky then I can just take it up the road and I'll have that for a week and then you're getting it from Saturday the 18th of July mm-hmm. so yeah if you're wanting to get anything done to your food and that's the time to go and do it I'm quite yeah. like, I've not driven a, there's lots of silver stuff to uh, spread it I've not driven a space cab for ages everything XF's been super space but I think the space cabs come it started to look very dated for a while you know it was like pure Sedan Atkinson Strato with that square roof and the little mm. lights but I think it's come out the other end now and it like looks cool again because it's kind of retro I think it, I've seen bins I've got some really nice ones aye uh, so I'm, I'm thinking yeah, the just. quite yeah so uh, yeah I'm, well, I'm just looking forward to getting out and getting on the road and doing something this has been a ridiculous 
amount of time off the road. The following month, Mercedes, Callum from Western Mercedes phoned me and said I want an actress for a week. And he was going to throw the trailer in as well. And I thought, I could bet for that, although I probably can't take the trailer because it'll disappear into somebody's trailer network never be <laughs> sorry sorry I did a changeover with it uh, in Birmingham yeah you'll yeah. It'll turn up at some point it'd be like when somebody steals your garden gnome and they, you know and they keep sending postcards from south of France and oh. stuff from this garden gnome. this trailer will be spotted at Caberboard in December one afternoon yeah. and it'll be online and then it'll, it'll reappear in uh, Bristol yeah. so mid-March I'm quite I mean the actress isn't so it's, it wouldn't have been my first choice because I'm not really in uh big tall flat floored cabs and things you know but I think the good thing is that I'll be able to get a full uh, run through from one of their trainers and everything on the truck so I know everything there is to know about it so I'll probably be taking the Mercedes in August and then September Volvo (laughs) Volvo brought four brand new updated trucks into the country uh, at the start of the year and then they weren't able to do anything with them because they couldn't get an IVA form for them and they had to go and eventually ask politely to the DVSA can we please have these to get our trucks in the road and they finally agreed so I'm going to go and have mm. a test drive of the new Volvos in July which is a couple of, just a couple of weeks time actually so that's the they've got those new mm. trucks available and also once they're out once they've done the initial uh, round of demonstrations, they're going to be available for demonstration as well. So I'm thinking September time, nice new ver- Put me a five forty version five. Well, I thought I'll have to see what see what the see what they've got. There's the FH sixteen, an FM, a thirteen liter, which may, they've got that many now. I don't even know if it's a turbo compound or a dual clutch or. I want to go. Well, I'm going to say I want to have a go at this dual clutch because the amount of people that salivate and rub the legs when they're telling me about their dual clutches is uh, is ridiculous. Oh, is it? It, cha- it changes gear like it's lightning mm. quick. It's almost the, you don't notice it changing at all when it's going down half a gear. Well, down into a young guy I was talking to at um, Hollywell mm-hmm. um, Kingspan on Friday morning. He'd got a big fancy tag axle Volvo, really fit thing for Seddon's out of North Wales, and he he just backed in at the side of me in trailer park he says do you mind if i take some photographs i'm like uh, no crack on so he did he took some pictures at Ford and he was deeply in love etc but he, he said to me this is obviously one of my type and he said dual clutching that really makes it change gear like a john Deere, like a power quad or you know <laughs> david brown he says it's like stepless transmission it just goes there's no uh, um, uh business it's just gone he says they're brilliant absolutely mm. brilliant he says but i was still still without any exaggeration, come out of this and go back into a manual tomorrow. He says, I, I, I much prefer to be back in a manual. It's just how I'm geared up. He says, but the dual clutch is a thing to behold if you're going to have an automatic. Yeah, so would, so, yep, so would I. I'd like to have a play. Oh, no, they are. You know, my experience of automatics is AS-tronic, and it's a dreadful gearbox. It wants kicking. Well, you, you've, had the, you've had the Renault. That was a, the, uh, that's the standard well, yeah. version of the Volvo gearbox, a different software. Uh, and obviously there's the tracks in that's in the, the Iveco as well. But the dual clutch is uh, it's just lightning mm. quick. You you can when it goes down into eleven mm. that's just you don't lose any yeah. momentum at all. And of course they've got that many different options with them now as well. You can have a turbo compounded dual clutch rear steer tag. <laughs> A question for you then about this dual clutch job because it says dual clutch. I'm obviously thinking twice as expensive mm-hmm. when you knack it. Is that is that the case? Is it going to be? Yeah, you know, is a clutch job going to be a three grander nowadays? Or? I don't know. I don't know anybody that's. I don't know anybody that's knacked mm. one. 
They say that automatics, you don't have to put a clutch in them, but that's not necessarily true. There's automatics knacking their clutches all over the place. Yeah, uh, plenty of Volvos had clutches in. Yeah, same, same with Scania seem to be doing it as well. And mm. it's just People don't take them out of gear when you're sitting at a roundabout aye, or a junction aye, for two, said, two minutes. It's, um, yeah. But yeah, no, Volvo, September, and then I'm hoping, drum roll, Iveco S-Way <laughs> in October or November, perhaps. Still waiting for mm. the right hand, the right hand drive ones to arrive. But that would be interesting. You know, it's still fresh. Still fresh. Yeah, well, it's it, it was a year fresh. ago. A year ago next week, I went to the Iveco Sway launch in Madrid. <laughs> a year yeah, ago. That. So you know yeah. they're, they're taking they're taking their time with it. Uh, there's, there's a few of them right hand uh, left hand drive in the country now. Kind of foreign trucks running about, and so I'm hoping. I, I hope after all this lockdown and doing nothing the second the second half of this year is going to be uh driving and what going out and working lots of trucks i feel you know it's a it's a it's a strange feeling being excluded from it i don't think i would want to do this job editing the truck magazine and doing what i do if i couldn't still drive and be out and doing doing that job i mean aside from i don't think you can have an opinion on the trucks if you're just having a play for half an hour you know, no. on a press demonstration, eh? But no, it's right. It's tr- no, it's a good point. I mean, you don't really get a feel for it in a week. You know, the, with having that Renault for nearly a month last summer, mm-hmm. it got it got put, you know, put through the rollers. It did every bit of work we do, everything, and it you got a full picture. Whereas a Scania, we just had it sort of, you know, Monday to Friday, and then it was off back. But you don't get to do quite as much with it, but. No, no, I know what you mean. You can't no. just sit there spouting, can you? Looking at other people's articles no, no. and nicking bits. Oh, and <laughs> so, yeah, somewhere on about that as well, because MAN were quite delighted uh, last week that their first right-hand drive TGX had come into the country in that um, mm. that sort of bronze colour. So you've got them starting to filter in as well. Yeah. You know, can you? Uh, just sods law into it. You've got Volvo, Iveco, and MAN all launching these new trucks. And uh, it just so happens that nobody can get nobody can get get a hold of them. And also, yeah, well, if I can manage that and I can get the food out and maybe do something with someone with it, that would be a fantastic end end to the year. We've just got to hope right. that everything else keeps going in the right direction. Well, that vaccination uh, program that they're trying to get started from Oxford does yeah. sound to be going well. They're into the mass trials now, aren't they? So. That vaccine's going to be an annual one, like Granny's flu jab, and, and and the other one, I can't remember which college in London's on with that one, but that's a different vaccine entirely. And that one gets into the DNA in the virus and messes with its head, and it, it you know it makes it think it's uh, oh, right. like a cold sore or something. Uh, so there's going to be two pronged at- attack at this. It will be. Yes. This will be next year's chip paper. All this, you know, and um, yeah, it's good news. All that sort of stuff. I said that. Um... Uh, the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, was talking about cutting VAT. Well, there was talk of him cutting VAT. He wasn't talking about it, but he says he's not going to do it because he reckons that, mm. you know, uh, things are looking looking all, looking all right. I'd be like, good, I don't think we should probably have a VAT cut less a bit because I bet tax rate, a few, there'll be a few sneaky tax rises coming in amongst things. How's the price of oh, diesel? Christ. What's the price of diesel for you this week? Has it still gone up? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think... Oh, Sylvie fuel card. I think I got yesterday um, ninety two point seven, something similar. Cheapest anyway it was eighty nine. Dearest was ninety two point seven. Mm. I think so. It's it's jumped up essentially ten pence in about three weeks. Mm, the petrol down. Mm. 
79 something when it was down at its its lowest and it's jumped up 10 pence oh. so um get ready customers uh the petrol i know the petrol at sainsbury's but it was a pound 99.9 pence a litre and it's now a pound and a penny a litre so it's jumped a bit some of the petrol stations are taking liberties with their prices some of them are mm. like 117 and that's not like motorway services ones and i'm like oh. i'm sort of mm. keeping a still keeping a close eye on that i've got um because uh, it was nice to actually just drive the car and take it away down the roads where I never made such quick time when I went down because I stayed in walking the night before I flew out from Germany and the roads the roads are still so much quieter than what they would be normally. They're not here. God, they're not here. They were when I went down. When I went down, yeah. The accidents. Mm. Last week, the accidents. I don't know if you kept an eye on Facebook or what, but the accidents ran the mid-belt round here. Mm -hmm. M62, M1 corridors was just chaos. It was bloody chaos. There were wagons falling over all over. There was just absolute bugger of a week last week. Do you find people are being it's extra aggressive? Yeah, without wishing to sound like yep. a big limp old lady. But yeah, people are psychotic at the minute. Yeah, the Audi boys are all back out giving you the big finger and um, whatever you do, you're wrong. I, I, had a, I was interviewing a guy for the magazine. Um, he, was, he, he was on hands-free... And I was chatting away to him, and yeah, beep, beep, beep. And this car, this car had like brake checked and stopped in front, and the guy jumped out of the car, and he's like, "What do you think you're doing there?" And the guy was like pointing at that around, and he was trying to get the guy to get out the truck and like basically have a fight with him. And I'm like, yeah. "What? Am I? This is hyper aggression." I said, to him, "I said you got a dash cam," yeah. and he said, "No." I said, "You've got." Right. You cannot be out in the road right now, any not anymore, now, without no. without a dash cam, because no, there's just far now. too, far too much of this of this going on. <sighs> it's it's weird that that gap that people have had off the roads and things are just. You've got some people driving at very high speeds, sort of like hyper mm. aggressively. People are needing to calm down a bit. Well, look at me now, flying along at fifty-five. 55 yes. I'm, I'm going like hell now. I'm I'm on it. Finally, finally arrived in the post as well was the convoy novel paperback, which yeah, I need to post I on you. That picture. Hmm? You're picture? gonna have to start paying me if I'm gonna have to read that. <laughs> You're an avid you reader. You didn't sell it well, did you? You read. You've been telling me for the last twelve months that it's absolute bollocks. You said this yeah, is the it's, worst. Yeah, it's so bad. It's, it's so bad. It's funny. <laughs> so bad. It's funny. Because right. well, in bed reading the worst book ever. Oh, oh, it's not the worst book ever. It's so bad it's funny. But you're an avid reader anyway. You do actually read books, don't you? Yes. Yes. So a lot of people don't. A lot of people in our industry don't. You know. So it's a, bit of a, a lot of them can't. A bit of a badge no, of honour. You know. I've never read a <clears> book <throat> in my life, and I'm look. I have a book here. There's <laughs> proof. Look, and it's a very worn book. Look at this. It looks like a looks like a Dickens term. Look at the state of that. I can't see what it says. Douglas Adams. What is it? Hitchhiker's Guide Douglas to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it says in here, Chris Madison, Christmas 1989. Oh, Look at the state of this. Don't. Yes. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is fantastic. Don't panic. <laughs> I've got a towel. I'm all right. Leave me I'm fine. I'm ready for anything. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that's a timeless book. That I'd give that. In fact, you know what? I'm going to review the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the next issue of the magazine on that basis. Grand. It won't take you long to get through the convoy paperback. You just need to go. No, through it, it did look thick. A chapter at a time, and it's just mm. if that's... you're familiar with the convoy film, you'll soon realise you'll be like Sam Peckinpah enthusiasts think that it was like one of his worst films, and they don't like it. But oh my goodness, what a job they did on that film! 
compared having to, to work with that having yeah. to work with that yeah it's people don't really know that much about it and as well Chris Christopherson was 84 this week and he looks it doesn't he I saw a picture it came up on um, AOL on news of the day about him being 84 and he looks every he looks 84 you can see every week he's lived can't he yeah. yes well, you know probably, probably had a lot of fun along the way it's hard to think here. So how, if he was 84, Convoy, 40 to 43 years ago. So he was 41. So he was he's still older than me mm. when he did when he did Convoy. Mm. He looked, right. Dad, he looked pretty yeah, he was a handsome, rugged individual, wasn't he? He was indeed. But, <laughs> but all, our mothers, all our mothers used to get breathless. What are you doing? Uh, I'm shuffling paper again. Uh, it sounds like you're playing drums on the desks or something like that. It's a nervous twitch. I've got, I'm, a, I'm a shuffler. I was just writing down what I fetched yesterday from Turner's and where I need to put it and uh, which bits need dropping off at paint shop and all that. At Turner's? Aye, Joe Turner up in East Oh, Georgia. yes, yes, yes. I did, the, I did the feature under EC12 ERF for Classic Aye. Truck. That was the last feature Aye. I wrote before I got the job in trucking driving. Aye, that's him. I was in their shed yesterday, rifling through their alphabets from one they've broken and I got all sorts of panels and a driver's door all sorts of stuff grand I really, I really enjoyed that visit up there yesterday made most welcome by his old man mm-hmm. fantastic yard full of teenage enthusiastic types playing with various ERFs with big noisy exhausts on so that's good what did Young you farmer types. what did you get I got a driver's door from a cement mixer um, fully built up door perfect because mine's starting to go a bit manky under the rubbers it's rotting mm-hmm. I've got a big kink up, up the front where it blew out the check strap and went round the front of the windscreen a few years ago so I've been looking for a good door, found it. Um, I got, and now because of fitting the silly wheel, it's the boss left a gap of about two inches from the plastic shroud on the steering column mm-hmm. up to the boss. It looks ridiculous. So for whatever reason, Euro 3 Foden, plastic from where your indicator stalk comes out, the sort of remaining lip up to the steering wheel mm-hmm. is less than a centimetre. Right. On Euro, on later ones, it's an inch and a half. On a daft? Foden. The, uh, this Foden, he broke one at last one. It was an 06, I think he said. Yeah. And I assume that dafts like Scott Porter's uh-huh. daft, who plainly got a lot more plastic, like Euro 5 era or whatever. So I just had a quick rummage in this box of panels and stuff he got from this one he'd broken. And here, presto, that steering cowling is an inch and a half thick. So I had that, brought that home. I've got the vents for the top of the dashboard because they're going to be painted white. You know, we finished covering the dashboard in the Alcantara stuff. I want the vents white. I want the steering column white. I want the clocks and the front-facing panels white. Um, so I got all that yesterday. And I got a bonnet. He got a perfect bonnet from this mixer. Grill, mm. the whole shebang. Just minus the chrome bits, you know, the mesh. Yeah. So that's um, so all that miraculously got wedged into the back of our silly little backed Isuzu and... With a bit of judicious blue washing line roping, we managed to get everything home in one piece. Where hey? Aye, grand. I like days like that. Brilliant. All all the interior all the interior stuff's in really good order. It's been a cement mixer, I think, Barden or something perhaps, but spotless, absolutely spotless. If anybody needs any Ford alphabets at the minute, ring Mister Turner or go on Facebook and find him and have a word with him because he's got loads mm. seats, all kinds of stuff. So there you go. Good. I like afternoons like that. I was supposed to be at somebody's house for tea at um, four o'clock in Sheffield. So the, Kate and the kids, minus mm-hmm. Lucy, went down. I said, I won't be long, which turned into turning up at 20 to 7. So I uh, I got an icy stare last night, but I still got fed. So, oh, yeah. Good stuff. 
Aye, so I could put that cowl in on this week so I don't get any more derision about my silly steering wheel. At least it'll look like it's supposed to be there. Aye. What else have I got to tell you? Foden style. Oh, air filters. Uh-huh. Air filters. Air filters. Air filters, yeah, because it is an air filters issue because I have that many. Um, I just had a gander last weekend when I did the oil and filters. I thought I'll just pull filter and have a look. It's only been in six weeks. I thought it should be right. Brought it out. It weighed about five stone and it was full. Really? Chock full. Yeah, we kicked it around the workshop for 20 minutes and we couldn't see it workshop for an hour. Mm. Um, and that had done six weeks and at 55 pounds a throw, these things, it's great fun changing one every six weeks. But the situation you've got with ours is the air intake sucks in between the cab and the trailer. It doesn't suck from the side like a Volvo. It, it pulls the air from between trailer bulkhead and your cab back. Is that because it's not sealed so, with the air intake that runs up the back of the cab? No, but that's that's where the opening is. It sucks from the back. It doesn't suck from outside. It sucks uh, from yes, the I, back in yeah, that d- Yeah, it does. It runs up the back of the cab and it sucks the air from the side, yes. So obviously thinking about it logically, when you're banging down steelworks at 30 mile an hour and you're whipping up dust from bottom and you've got air going over the top mm-hmm. over the air def- it pulls the air up faster so you're pulling all the crap from the road up into there and it's going straight into your filter good point then if you add if you add two big monkey eminoxes that are barking against a trailer you've got all the lovely sooty stuff out of there as well so jobs a bugger if i'd have put that back in i'd have deserved to have been uh, seized up i think it was a right state so we had a mad dash down to osset three junctions and uh, banged another one in for six weeks but my spend on air filters i'll be able to put a kid through private education oh i'll have to i know that my, the mine was absolutely filthy when i took it out mine last year and i was mm. it's done no mileage but i know that the uh, yep. air filters make a hell of a difference to, to an engine you know oh, yeah. it's one of the well it should be one of the one of the cheapest forms of you know keeping mm. the truck running in good order you know you know there are various shag nasty sort of manufactured ones you can get for 28 quid this and that you know like the, but the ones that hsa tech suppliers are decent quality you know the sort of banded on the outside stop them exploding mm. they're uh man filter really good just right side yeah, man, man's like original equipment if you buy like a yeah, new vehicle yeah, yeah. you'll have an, that's m-a-n-n not as an m-a-n the truck maker brilliant you can just tell it's a quality item you're not going to break it anyway and then at cab filters same at front you know the uh, oh that little, that little air filter yeah that's um yeah they don't last very long well it's a stupid place when you think about where it is it's just mm. behind your grill so every time it rains it gets a bath and then it and then it stops raining and you go onto steelworks again and kick a load of dust up then sticks to this wet filter that then turns into porridge so you end up with that an air con you can just tell you know you, three days of having icy testicles and then suddenly you've just got this yeah, and legionnaire riddled semi-warm sort of in your face mm-hmm. but they're 18 quid a pop from daf however no way ask, yeah yeah they're 18 quid if you ask for trp version from same from same dealer they're three pound 89 a piece i was gonna say that's more like that's I, more like it yeah that's... it's a trp it's obviously not original tackle but for the lifespan they have of about 25 minutes it's uh, it's money well spent for price of a cup of coffee and uh, woolly edge. Uh, well, that's... Otherwise, I haven't broken anything else this week. Happy days. That's no, nothing's that's... dropped off. Good, good. That's all right. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Cool. Thanks very much, people. Yes. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the rest of your. uh, Enjoy the rest of the day. Have a good week. And the same goes to all our listeners out there. Anything you want us to mention, you want a shout out, please get in touch, and we'll speak to you soon. A shout out. How old are you? (laughs) No, I'm going to start. I'm I'm going to start doing it. (laughs) Marvelous. Big Eric. Here's a shout out to Big Eric from from Burnley. We can do. We can do like. Yeah, we can do like requests and things. You know. Requests. Yeah. (laughs) Most of the requests will be shut up. <laughs> Probably. Anyway. Right. I'll catch you later. Cheers. Bye. One hour Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.